Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them, and welcome to the iHemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profits. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? My guest today is Eli Duffy. Eli Duffy graduated from the University of Maryland in 2013 with a degree in business. While he was in college, he started several business ventures, but realized that he wanted a business that had the potential to change the world and still make money. After college, he moved to Colorado to start a cannabis company. So he started working in a commercial garden where he learned everything about growing and cultivation process. But at the same time, he saw a tremendous amount of inefficiencies in the garden. So he developed an app which allows growers to better manage and improve their crops. Then he met his co-founders, Vince and Nick, and Gronetics was born in late 2014. Gronetics' mission is to solve the world's agricultural inefficiencies. Their tools empower growers, farmers, and botanists to cultivate the best crops for food and medicine while saving time and reducing the risk. So Eli, welcome to the iHemp Revolution. Well, thank you, Coach Freddie, for having me. I'm very excited to be on, and I love what you're doing with the hemp industry and your lifestyle coaching. So thank you for having me. So let me ask you the first question here is, what was your reason for getting into the cannabis and industrial hemp industry, and why industrial hemp? Well, actually, I entered the industrial hemp industry based on hemp growers coming to me and really having a need for our product and our services. Hemp is one of the most versatile um, plants in the world. And the more I learn about it, the more I'm excited about it and interested about its capabilities and its potential. So this is something that I've recently gotten into, and I'm extremely excited speaking uh, with you and speaking with people within the industry about how instead of using plants for one or two functionalities or one or two products, hemp can be used across the board. So in terms of sustainability and helping our environment, I think it's the pro- uh, the crop of the future. Well, you know, I understand that you have uh, community-based grow optimization tools. Can you tell our listeners about them? Yeah. So we create integrated software and hardware tools for optimized cultivation. So we track everything from nutrients in the water that you're giving your plants to the energy usage to the temperature in your room. And what we want to do is instead of looking at a plant like traditional farming where you just have your intuition and knowledge passed down, we want to use data and analytics and intuition, combine them, so we can't not only grow the best plants now, but in the future we can learn from all this data so we can improve the way we grow our food. Wow, that's exciting. 
And uh, I think you're one of the first companies out here doing this. We are the first in the cannabis industry and the hemp. Uh, they're very related industries to actually be directly targeting these growers and giving them grow automation tools to make their jobs easier and to optimize their plants so we grow the best hemp or the best cannabis or the best food. Now, when we were talking uh, the last time, you had mentioned that you have an integrative mapping system. What is that? This is um, something we're really excited about. So when I was working in the garden, basically the only tools we had was an Excel sheet. And we would look at plants as a data entry and not visualize the process. And I realized that the way people remember things, especially growers who are, have the natural intuitive instinct for, you know, visual learning. And there's a lot of studies showing that we recognize things spatially, visually, instead of based on data entries or memorizing numbers. So what we're creating is essentially the Sim City for your garden, an interactive map where you drag and drop your plants where they are, and that way, when we see that some maintenance or some care needs to be done to a plant, we have it buzz on a map so you can see exactly where it is, and we call it just-in-time notifications. So every grower we've shown this to or talked to about this is extremely excited because we want to make our software as fun as and intuitive as possible so we get people excited about growing because we think it's a dying art that we need people to get into just like sciences or, or any other um, studies that kids in school, you know, aren't paying as much attention to, but really have a great positive impact on our world. Wow, that is exciting. So you know, I understand, too, you, you have the software there and it, it's cloud based, correct? Yes. Our philosophy for our company is we want to be very open and transparent and we want to use people to anonymize their data, put it on the cloud, and that way we can get these um, findings that will help us improve the grow. But we also respect that growers sometimes want their data private, so we do give them the option to have it on their own server as well. Um, and we, we'd love to have their information on the cloud base, but it's not required. Okay, so the, the security is there. Um if that's what they want. Yes, correct. Okay. And let's looking at it, at it from sustainability. What is your company's vision and how do you plan to improve the way you that way our crops are grown? Well, coach Freddie, one statistic we really harp on and we really drives us every morning is that most people don't know 50% of our food is lost in transit, 50%. Wow. So as more people move to cities and are closer together, and we still have a lot of our agriculture in farms or in rural areas, we believe that by using these new technologies available to us and tracking energy usage and reusing our water, we can cut down this problem and not have 50% of our food lost. So... This is a tremendous inefficiency in the agricultural space and industry. And by tracking energy usage, by reusing water, reusing nutrients, and moving our food sources and our hemp sources and our medicine sources, 
closer to where we live, we can drastically improve the sustainability of our the way we grow food and medicine and help the world. I've been thinking a lot about this also, and this is going to help the whole industry. So what is the one thing that has you most excited about the industrial hemp's potential? Well, first of all, people need to realize the history of hemp. Most people don't know that George Washington grew hemp, Thomas Jefferson grew hemp. So our country was founded on hemp, and the fact that it's becoming legal now, or it is legal now in, in a lot of states, and I see, you know, these great farmers and growers coming back to hemp and people like yourself helping the movement is extremely exciting because the amount of uses for hemp is incredible. I think the for the outer body initially was made on hemp and the reason um, hemp was illegal because it was made illegal was because it was competing with the paper industry and it had so many uses. So I'm just excited about the fact that we can grow one plant and we can use it for so many different purposes. Now, if you grow wheat, for an example, you can only really use that to eat food, but you're still using a lot of space, a lot of farmland. If you use hemp, if you grow hemp instead of wheat, you can use it for food, you can use it for paper, you can use it for rope, and a number of things. So when we're talking about sustainability and maximizing the efficiency of our farmland so we don't waste space and we don't overuse our resources, hemp is the crop of the future. I agree with you 100% on that. How do you think the industrial hemp industry is, is going? How do you think it's going right now? So there are a lot of challenges, not based on the growers or based on the, uh, the hemp crop itself, but a lot of legislative challenges. So one big issue is that people are still categorizing hemp with cannabis or trying to, and that shouldn't be the case. Hemp is something that can be used for a bunch of different products and a bunch of different uses and can be eaten as food and is a great nutritious source. So when I'm speaking with growers, hemp growers specifically, their main concern is if the THC content of their crops gets above 0.3%, which is negligible, you can't even tell that that's THC, it's that small, then it's automatically categorized as cannabis and they can lose their whole crop cycle. All of that food that could be delivered to people or that material for paper and rope, that could be wasted if um, if they actually do not monitor their THC percentage. So one thing that we are really trying to do in our research and development team is be able to notify growers before their harvest comes in that they are approaching these levels of THC and CBD that would make it categorized cannabis so they can be prepared for that and not lose their whole crops. Oh, yeah, that that's a big benefit to the farmers. I can yeah. see that, yeah. And so you're working on that right now? Yes, we're partnering with a company overseas that has um, spectrometer technology, and uh, I don't want to get further into it, okay. but, um, <laughs> but we're very excited about this, and um, we really think it's going to be extremely beneficial for the hemp industry if the legislation, which I don't see changing uh 
very drastically soon just because, um, you know, America has to slowly learn and people like yourself are educating them. But um, as long as the legislation stays as it currently is, this technology is going to be extremely useful um, and very needed for hemp growers. Okay. So how do you see the industrial hemp changing our, our whole culture? Well, I think it's more of a shift in mind that's going to happen culturally. When people realize that there are things on this earth, there are plants on this earth that were given to us that have a wide variety of usages, and we don't need to go to the Amazon and cut down uh, trees for palm oil, and we don't need to, you know, be doing all these things to give ourselves the proper plants and the proper materials that hurt the environment when we can just be using hemp and using that. So I really think it's going to give people a wake-up call into how we're viewing our best uses for our land and for our world and really trying to promote these plants that have been illegal for a while that are really the best use of our farmland. Now, what about your new low-cost hardware sensing and automation? Can you tell us, go into a little bit more detail about that? Right. So we have a great technical team. I have great co-founders, Vincent Harkowitz and Nick Busey. And we're working on making these tools accessible to all growers and sensing. Right now, we're sensing uh, nutrient levels in waters, oxidation levels in waters every five seconds. And to put that in perspective, you'd be lucky if you tested that in a commercial garden once a day. And to be realistic, that happens once a week. So by using these low-cost automation sensing, we drastically reduce the costs it takes to upkeep a garden. We're cutting down on labor costs. We're cutting down on energy usage. And within the first few months, you're going to save more using our system than you would um, not having it just based on these costs. And the way we're doing it, being open and using technologies already out there along with our own proprietary technologies, we can move very fast and we can solve problems very quickly because we're not developing a lot of these technologies in a room for three years and trying to keep it to ourselves. We want to share these technologies with other people in this space so we can just solve the problem. We want to grow the best food and medicine and we don't want to have our company succeed at the expense of the greater goal. That's a great mission to be on. Yeah, we're very proud of what we're doing and very excited. And uh, just like you say, um, for your lifestyle coaching, Coach Freddie, every morning I want to get up uh, right away and get to it. And uh, I don't know if we're jumping up and dancing yet, but um, <laughs> we do feel that way sometimes. Well, that's, you know, that, that's the excitement of, uh, doing what you're doing. Um, and, and I can see your vision is changing the world, uh, and, and starting here in the United States and it'll spread throughout the, throughout the world. I can see that. Um, so you're talking to farmers and out of all the thousands of products that can be produced with hemp, what are a couple of the products or what part of the industry do you see taking the lead at the beginning here? Well, I know um, I know you spoke with Zev uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about this as well, and I tend to agree with him. 
the uses that are the simplest and the easiest to access, like food production, eating hemp, um, are probably the first ones that are going to be used, just based on the supply chain and it being easier to execute on those. But I really hope to see paper um, explode within the next few years, just because that was the original reason or the original um, the original competitor competitor of hemp was the paper industry. And most people don't know this, but that's why cannabis was illegal initially, because the paper industry saw hemp as a major threat, which it was, because it's more sustainable to create paper with hemp, and it's better, and it's extremely low cost to do. So there was a um, a smear campaign against hemp and that and related cannabis, um, and that's why it's illegal. So I would love to see history reverse itself mm-hmm. and have paper as the number one hemp product uh, within the next five years. Yeah, but what about the uh, in construction industry? How do you see that? Yeah, um, well, I'm amazed at how you can build very concrete structures with hemp. So I would love to see people creating houses with hemp. I know that's uh, that's a big dream, but I actually think it's going to happen very soon. And, um, you know, even if we were to make, you know, bodies of cars like that, um, especially as we move to more sustainable living, um, really using hemp as a way to accelerate that process in terms of construction and actually concrete material products such as bodies of cars and, and that sort. Yeah, I believe that the Henry Ford, it was in the, in the 1940, 1941, that he had his hemp car. Uh, yeah. and, he, and he fueled it with hemp oil. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's another, uh, so, yeah, another so, use for hemp. I'm learning new uses for hemp every day. I don't oh, yes. think it'll ever stop. <laughs> I'm learning every day myself. So... How, how do you see people getting involved? How can they get involved in the hemp industry? Well, first of all, is spreading the word, word and educating people. So when you present the story, I'm sure there's documentaries out there, things of that sort. Um, doesn't mean aggressively preaching all the time, but just giving people facts about hemp, letting them know that it can be used for these other things, and it's not cannabis. I think that's important to distinguish because it's an agricultural crop hemp, and it can really help a lot of industries. Um, in terms of getting involved um, in the larger mu- movement, the National Hemp Association is a great resource. I know you're involved with that, and uh, I've yes. been at some of their meetups and conferences, and everyone is extremely nice, extremely passionate, and it's very exciting what they're doing. Um, if you want to know more about what we're doing, our company name is Gronetics, and our website is www.gronetics.co. You can reach me on Twitter at, at Duffy, D-U-F-F-Y, Eli, and I love talking to people, seeing what they think, and just interacting with people. And it's some of the greatest joys about starting this company is really getting to meet people like yourself, Coach Freddie, and people passionate about this industry who aren't, you know, just laying down and letting life go by, but they're actually trying to make this world a better place, which is exciting. Yeah, so I, I like that you're an agri-tech company, correct? Yes, correct. I love that title, agri-tech company. And I, I just want to mention that the Gronetics dot, it's C-O, not com. It's right, Gronet- dot C-O. Dot C-O. 
What else can you tell us about your company that we haven't discussed so far? So I'd really like to talk about our overall vision mm-hmm. and how we see there's a lot of agricultural companies out there, the massive ones, and I won't name names, but they really value profit over everything. And all they're trying to do is make their, you know, cut their costs and make their bottom line greater and uh, help their investors. And myself and my co-founders, we don't feel like business should be done that way. We feel that you can do both, but you should not sacrifice things such as the planet or your community for profit. So we really want to take a stand and be a sustainable agricultural tech company. And while we cut costs for growers and we grow better quality uh, plants and medicine and food, we also want to make sure we are not destroying the world. We are not destroying our resources and we're having a better impact. And when we leave this world, it'll be better than when it started. So I would love to see more entrepreneurs and more people in politics and more people in legislative roles and more people in media such as yourself, Coach Freddie, really taking a stand. And it's not one or the other. It's not making money and not helping people and not helping the world or vice versa. You can do both. And I feel like you'll be successful and more fulfilled if you do both things um, as your vision or whatever you're doing with your business or in your professional life. If you really have one of your core tenants helping people and helping the planet, I think success will follow. Uh, you're 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 correct with that, and that's what all my coaching is about. Is the what we call a triple bottom line: people, planet, profit, and all that's three great. of those are your bottom line. People taking care of your employees, taking care of the planet, and the profit will come. And mm-hmm. you just keep yeah. working at that. I love that. That's your philosophy, also. So, Eli, I want to thank you for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution. Thank you, Coach Freddie. This was great. And um, if you need anything, let me know. I love what you're doing. And I'm extremely excited about this hemp revolution. And I can't wait to see where it is in five or ten years. Oh, I'm with you. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes and give us a review. And please tell your friends and spread the word on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. So this is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.